So I was very fortunate that one of my first yoga teachers was also a Vedic astrologer. And I had been trying to learn about this Vedic astrology for a long time, but I couldn't really wrap my head around it. And there weren't really any good books, and it was hard to find teachers at the time. So I was very fortunate that my yoga teacher was also a Vedic astrologer. And I got a reading with him, and it blew my mind. And Vedic astrology is coming from the same source text as yoga, the Vedas, around 3,000 plus years ago. And it's considered the sister science of yoga. And that's why I teach all about it on the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast every week. And it's a totally different field and subject, but there's a lot of overlap and a lot of similar concepts. So I love practicing and teaching both of them. And this Thursday, I'm hosting a free workshop called Become Your Own Astrologer. So even if you're like, I could never do that, I, astrology is too complicated, I don't even know where to begin, this is where to begin. So this is the workshop I wish existed when I was trying to learn this stuff and trying to find a teacher to help me walk through it. So I'm going to walk you through seven steps to help you improve your health, your wealth, relationships, find your purpose, right? Pretty tall order but it's actually all laid out right there in your birth chart. So even better, if you know your time of birth, you can get your free birth chart right now at quietmindastrology.com. But you can sign up for this workshop at quietmind.yoga slash astrology workshop. So there's a link in the show notes for today's episode. But this is a really cool event, and I won't be doing it again for a long time. So quietmind.yoga slash astrology workshop. It's called Become Your Own Astrologer, and I'll be teaching you seven steps to how to start using Vedic astrology, which if you're doing yoga, it's like a natural progression. And the more you get into yoga, the more you realize how resonant and how helpful this approach can be because it comes from the same concepts, same teachings. There's a lot of overlap, and it's really cool stuff. So quietmind.yoga slash astrology workshop. Check it out. I hope to see you there this Thursday. If you can't be there live, you can get the replay for free. It's all free, and I'll be offering a way to work with me deeper if you want to, but I'm going to be providing a bunch of in-depth content there, totally free. All right, thank you for uh, listening, and get into today's actual intro and episode now. My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 175, a Hatha flow practice for the shoulders and for the lower back. So as always in my Hatha Flow classes, I'll give a nice well-rounded sequence, a little bit of everything for the whole body with a little more emphasis for shoulders and lower back pain. Two very common areas of tension, and as always, I use some uncommon ways of addressing those tensions because they work. And if you want to learn a lot of my approach to the postures, check out the free guide that I've created at quietmind.yoga slash pose guide. There's a link in the show description as well. Quietmind.yoga slash pose guide. It's a video where I walk you through many of the most common poses and how I teach them and how you can apply those things to your practice. So you find your unique way and your unique alignment and approach within each pose. I'm all about personalization and helping you adapt the practice to your needs. 
So check that out at quietmind.yoga/pose/guide. Well, let's get right into our practice today. So as always, if you're enjoying this, send me a message at quietmind.yoga on Instagram, and be sure to leave a rating and review for this podcast as well if you're enjoying it after the practice. But here we go. Let's start our practice today. Let's start with our blocks. So let's use the, um, this to open the shoulders and chest. So have the one block at the highest height at the back of your mat and one at the middle height. And you'll lay back onto that. So the arms open out beside you. Legs relax out. And your arms can just relax beside you, or you can start to bring your arms overhead, going a little more into the front of the chest and shoulders if you want. You can hold opposite elbows overhead. Now let the arms back down beside you and bend the knees so your feet are on the floor and cross your right arm under your left arm to hold the shoulders. This is going to open the space between the shoulder blades and you can massage a little rocking left to right on the block. Your knees can fall side to side to get deeper into the shoulders. Just kind of letting your knees rock side to side, massaging your back against the block. And you might find a spot that feels really good and you stay there, or you might just keep moving side to side, kind of massaging the upper back here. And then come back to the center and cross the left arm underneath. So the same thing, but just slightly different variation. And then rock a little side to side on the back here, massaging upper back against the block. So I personally had a lot of tension in this area in the upper back and shoulders that I was working with for about six or seven months, like a couple years ago. And I kept stretching and stretching and working and I realized that stretching alone isn't really the best thing because that can make the muscles kind of tense up even more and protect themselves. So we'll go through this practice today of stretching and strengthening, contracting the muscles, fatiguing the shoulder tension and stretching, so having both is really helpful. So now start to release the arms down and start to come off of the blocks over to one side and just move the blocks and come down to your back. And with the knees in, you can rock a little side to side on the back on the floor now. And then come to the center, one hand on each knee. And as you inhale, press the knees forward, arching the low back, tilting the pelvis. As you exhale, pull the knees in, rounding the back. All right, so moving forward and back with your breath at your own pace. Inhaling as the knees go out, exhaling as the knees come in. 
And this is more for the pelvis, being able to tilt the pelvis and feel the connection to the lumbar spine and the low back. It's called the lumbopelvic rhythm. And when you sit throughout the day, you want to make sure you're mindful of that because if it's tilting back and your back's rounding, it's going to put a lot more stress on the back and the shoulders throughout the day. But if it's a little bit tilted forward, there's a little arch in the low back, then you're going to feel uh, less tension in the back throughout the day, generally. Now let your feet down to the floor. So feet are hips width apart, setting up like a bridge pose so your fingertips can touch your heels. So the shins are vertical. And now start to peel the spine off the floor one vertebrae at a time up to bridge pose. And then one vertebrae at a time, lower back down to the floor, feeling each vertebrae of the spine able to move and articulate. It's called spinal segmentation. Again, very important throughout the day to be able to have control of the spine. Usually it starts to get stuck in a sort of rounded position. But as you move with your breath, you can start to articulate more of the spine. The next time you come up to bridge pose, we'll stay there and hold and breathe just like that. Or if you want a little more, you can crawl your shoulders underneath, interlace the hands, press down into the arms. And then slowly release all that back down to the floor. Hug your knees in for happy baby pose, stretching the backs of the legs where you just strengthened. And you can stay there. You could rock side to side. You could extend one leg at a time. Anything that feels good here for the backs of the legs. And then bring the soles of your feet together down to the floor Inbound angle pose, so the knees are apart, feet are together. And you can rest one hand on belly, one hand on heart, noticing the breath, more meditative. Or you could have the arms overhead, more of a back bend here, which sometimes can feel relieving on the low back when you're working with low back pain. Start to bring the knees back together. Let that breathing be the foundation for the movement and the practice now. So now start to hug the knees in, rock forward and back along the length of the spine, massaging from tail to shoulders. And then come all the way up to standing forward fold at the front of your mats and bring your blocks up to the front corners for later. Knees can bend, you can hold opposite elbows, let the head hang down. Just any version of this, letting go of tension in the neck and the shoulders here. So throughout the rest of the practice, just noticing if we're contracting or relaxing the shoulders, right? Here we're relaxing the shoulders. And doing your best in each of those different parts to fully relax and fully contract so we can have more awareness, more engagement, more activation of these muscle fibers when we need it and more relaxation when we need that. Now step the hands down back to downward facing dog. A little bit of strengthening in the arms and the shoulders, 
bending one knee at a time, shifting weight side to side into the hamstrings, the calves. And forward to a plank pose, shoulders over the wrists, high push-up position, hold and breathe here. And either knees down or chaturanga, all the way down to your belly, lower down. And reach the arms back, locust pose, lift the heart, lift the arms, lift the legs. Shoulder blades moving towards each other on the back, strengthening, engaging these upper back traps, rhomboids. And then lower your hands down under the shoulders. Bring your finger pads onto the wood floor. Elbows lift over the wrists. And now as you inhale, lift the heart forward and up into this cobra variation. And exhale to your left, turning the right shoulder down. Inhale to center, exhale to the right, turning the left shoulder down. Move with your breath a couple times, inhaling the center and exhaling to the side. And the next time you come back to the center, we'll hold and breathe there for a moment, lifting the heart. And then you can even start to lift the hands off the floor, contracting the upper back and shoulders even more. Maybe even extending the arms out into a T, putting a little more weight on the shoulders to strengthen them more. And then lower the hands down. Back to hands and knees to downward facing dog. Now lift the right leg back, open the right hip with a bend in the knee, heel towards the tail. Your left shoulder could drop down a little bit if that feels good, or just keep it in line with the right. And now step the right foot all the way forward into a lunge, right knee over right ankle, light fingers, light hands, float the arms up into a Y shape overhead. Pinkies turn towards each other, reach through the ring fingers towards the ceiling. Front knees right over the ankles. So you've got solid, stable base. The shins vertical. When we get the bones stacked just right, then the bones, the muscles have to work less. And we're more sort of held in the posture when we get the alignment just right locked in. Now, back heel down, warrior two. Arms extend out into a T. Front knee towards the middle toes. Lift and spread the front toes, rooting down into the ball and heel of the foot. The shoulder blades moving slightly towards each other on the back here, creating a little contraction there. Straighten the front knee, triangle pose, right hand inside the ankle, left arm over right. Now here you can wrap the left arm around the back and relax the shoulders, relax the head down towards the ground. And we'll come back to warrior two. And float the hands down back to down dog or chaturanga up dog, down dog. Move with your breath, no rush. Now from down dog, lift the left leg back, open the hip with a bend in the knee, heel towards the tail. 
And again, the right shoulder could dip down a little bit if that feels good, or just keep it in line with the left. Awesome, Sean. And then straight back with the leg, step it forward to a lunge. Light hands, float the arms up into a Y shape, into this high crescent lunge. And again, left knee over the ankle, stacking so the shin's vertical. Muscles have to work less when the bones are stacked. Warrior two, back heel down, arms extend out into a T, contracting the rear delts, the traps, the shoulders, upper back. And straighten the front knee, triangle pose, left hand inside the ankle. You could use a block here as well if you feel you want a little support there. If you feel like your left side's a little tight, you could use a block under the hand. Right arm wraps around the back, palm faces away. Relax the neck towards the ground, releasing neck and shoulders a little bit here. Back to warrior two. Float the hands down, back to down dog or chaturanga up dog, down dog with your breath. Forward to plank pose, shoulders over the wrist, holding, breathing. Here, if you want a little more challenge this time, don't actually let your hands and feet move, but energetically try to drag them towards each other. So the heels of your hands slightly pull back, feet slightly push forward. Really what you're doing is engaging the deepest core muscles. And if you want even a little more challenge of that, lift your right foot off the floor an inch or two. And then switch, lift your left foot off the floor. Now lift both feet off the floor. Laughing is good for the core. Okay, you can come all the way down, chaturanga or belly, all the way down to the stomach. Locust pose, reach the arms back, lifting the heart, strengthening the muscles of the back. We're now relaxing the muscles of the front. From here, bring your hands down, elbows down under the shoulders for sphinx pose. And we'll start to create a wave of motion here as you exhale, peel the spine, hips, the knees off the floor to forearm plank. And as you inhale, reverse all that. Knees, hips, belly, back down. Continue with your breath a few times, exhaling to peel the spine up and inhaling to lower back down. And again, that sort of spinal segmentation. So not just lifting all up in one piece, but inch by inch, each vertebrae can articulate. This helps keep the spine feeling good throughout the day, the back feeling good. We have this ability to move the discs. Next time you come up to the forearm plank, we'll hold there and breathe. And again, you can lift the right leg a little bit off the floor if you want more challenge here. And then switch, lift the left leg. And then back down. Now keep the forearms down. Walk your feet in for a dolphin pose, lifting the hips, holding here. Lower body's like down dog, but the forearms are down. Building a little more strength in the shoulders, core, obliques. 
And then walk your feet back to the forearm plank. All the way down to the stomach. Hands under the shoulders, back up to the high plank. High push-up position. And here, we'll bring your right hand a little bit forward. Side plank, stacking the feet. Left arm over right. Maybe left leg lifts here. Inside plank, Vashisthasana. And then come back down to center. Left hand is down. Stacking the feet. Right arm lifts. Yep, left hand's a little forward. Everyone got it? Good. Strengthening the shoulders a lot here. And then back to plank pose, high push-up. And then back to downward facing dog. Walk your hands back to your feet, strong arms. And here, we'll bring the feet together, knees apart, setting up like Bakasana Crow Pose. So you can, today, you can just work on shifting weight into your hands and stay there. If your wrists are sensitive, don't push it. But if you're okay in the wrist, you can start to lift the hips, knees towards the armpits, so kind of intersecting with the triceps. One heel in, and then the other pointing the toes in Bakasana. All right, so we have about 30 seconds to play with this. Maybe you just work on shifting weight into your hands for today. But we'll come back to it again later as well. So we have, uh, it's good to do it towards the beginning though before the shoulders get too tired. But this is a good way to tire them out as well. So we'll come back down to the squatting position and walk your hands forward back to down dog. When we do the arm balances, it's a good time to fix your hair and your shirt and like take a bathroom break and just kidding. So here, lift your right leg back and step it forward to a lunge and float your arms up to a high lunge. And then reach your arms back, lifting the heart, leaning forward, just like locust pose. Now start to float the back leg off the floor, maybe just a little bit. Maybe all the way to parallel to the floor. And you can even have the arms come forward in a Y shape overhead if you want more challenge here. And back down to the lunge, warrior two. Back heel down, arms extend out. Left hand comes to the left hip, right hand towards the right corner or block, floating the back leg up, lifting. Any amount, just like the side plank that we did earlier. At first, you can use a lot of weight into the hand, into the block, but eventually less weight. And the trick is you want the block towards the right corner, not straight ahead, because you kind of lean into it like a kickstand. Got it? Awesome. And the left arm could extend straight up if you want. <laughs> Opening the left ribs towards the ceiling. Good. And then slowly float back down to warrior two. Awesome, Caroline. And here we'll straighten the front knee again. Right hand inside the ankle. Left arm can extend or wrap around the back here in triangle pose. Either variation, you can let the neck relax or look up towards the ceiling, strengthening the neck. Either way, find a spot to rest your gaze on. And then we'll come back to warrior two. 
And float the hands down, back to down dog or chaturanga up dog, down dog. Holding, breathing, and down dog, recentering. So when we're doing the balances, there's always going to be a little bit of wobble. So down dog can be a place to recenter. Now from here, lift the left leg up and back and step it forward to a lunge. Light arms floating the arms up to a high lunge. Point the fingers back like locust pose and lean forward to float the back leg off the ground any amount. You can use the blocks here if you want a little more support. You could have the arms reach forward in a Y shape if you want more challenge. Awesome, Brian. Got it. Really good. Everyone will come back down to warrior two. Back heel down, arms extend. Right hand on right hip. And left hand towards the left corner of your mat. Maybe to a block. And at first, again, you can use a lot of weight in the block, but eventually less weight. Right arm can extend here, opening right ribs towards the ceiling. Find somewhere you can hold and breathe a few breaths, building the stability. Lift and spread your front toes. Yeah. And then slowly back down, warrior two. And then straighten the front knee, triangle pose, left hand inside the ankle or to a block. Right arm can reach up or wrap around. You can relax the neck or look up towards the ceiling, strengthening the neck. And back up to warrior two. Float the hands down, back to down dog or chaturanga up dog, down dog. You can always do more or less depending on you know where you're feeling at energetically at this point. And then we'll all come forward to plank pose, shoulders over the wrist, high push-up position. And then knees down, all the way down to the belly. Locust pose, reaching the arms back or bend the knees for bow pose, holding tops of the feet, lifting the heart, opening the front of the chest and shoulders a little more by lifting the heart and lengthening the spine. And slowly release all that, turn the head to one side, give it a rest, just let everything relax for a moment. And again, sort of recentering here, feeling the points of contact to the floor One more time, either locust pose or bow. So lifting the heart, maybe you reach for the tops of the feet. And if you have the feet, lifting the heart, lengthening the spine. Either way, there's a engagement of the back of the body. There's engagement of the upper back shoulders. The heart opening, the front of the shoulders opening. And slowly release all that down, turn the head to the other side, letting go of effort in the back of the body.
Now bring the hands under the shoulders. We'll come back to hands and knees. And then here from hands and knees, tuck your toes like you're going to down dog, but just lift the knees off the floor an inch or two, strengthening the front of the legs, the core. And if you want a little more challenge, just lift one foot an inch or so off the floor in a sort of crouched down dog sort of position. And then switch that. So if you've got one foot lifted, now the other foot lifts. Holding, breathing there. And then let all that relax back down, knees down. And bring your arms forward, lowering the forehead down into a deeper back bend. Hips stay over the knees. And either the forehead comes down, or if your neck's feeling open, you could bring your chin to the floor. But if that hurts, just go back. And then we'll release there and come back to hands and knees. And again, tuck the toes, lift the knees just a little bit off the ground. Strong core, maybe you lift one foot. And then the other, switching. And then back to down dog and step or hop to the front of the mat. So here we can practice Bakasana with our props. So you can have a block under your feet. So your feet are together on that block at the lowest height. And you can have a block in front of you for your head. Right? So it makes us all a lot easier to work towards. You can lean into the front block, one heel in towards the tail, then the other, and hold there or no blocks. But either way, we'll have about 30 seconds to practice this. If you have any questions, let me know. Good time to fix your hair, fix your shirt. And if you've got the crow pose uh, and you're good, you can shoot back to chaturanga, up dog, down dog if you want to practice that today. But eventually when you're ready, we'll all just meet back into a downward facing dog, letting go of the effort there. Awesome, everyone, right? So everything, there's little, little baby steps you can take. So for that one, leaning weight to the hands, then lifting the hips, then one heel in, then the other. But if your wrist ever gets sensitive, just you know ease up on it. You don't need to push it. From down dog, we'll reach the right leg up and back. And stay there, opening the hip, or flip over to land the foot behind you into a bigger back bend. Find your foundation, what's touching the ground. From there, lift the hips, engage the glutes, long spine. Reach to the right arm, strong open heart, and then back to downward facing dog. So lowering the foot, and now lift the left leg, opening the hip. And again, you could stay there or flip over to land the foot. And if you're there, find the back bend, find your connection to the floor. Engage the glutes, long spine, reach through the left arm, and then back to down dog. Really good, everyone. And from down dog, reach your right leg up and back, and then step it forward to a lunge. Strong legs, light fingers, light hands, reaching the arms up into a Y shape and a high lunge. Now reach your arms back like locust pose. Lean forward and float off the back leg, either to the warrior three like before, or this time you could bend the back knee and grab the top of the foot on the inside or outside to a dancer pose. And you can use your right hand on the block for stability if you need to, but eventually less weight in the right hand. 
and slowly release all that back to warrior two. Left hand on left hip, right hand to right corner or block, floating the back leg up. And here again, you can bend the left knee and usually bringing the knee in towards the belly makes this a little easier at first. And then open out from there, kind of like bow pose we did on the floor. And this helps to open the chest and shoulders, open the hip flexors, which can tend to get tight from sitting throughout the day. And then we'll slowly release all that back down to warrior two. Turn the palms up and reach back, reverse warrior, opening up to the right side. Straighten the front knee to go further back. And keep this length all the way to triangle pose, right hand inside the ankle or to a block. And again, the left arm could reach up or wrap around the back. And you could stay just like that in triangle pose. Or now you can start to reach long through the left side to revolve triangle. And right hand on low back, turning the chest open to the right, adding a twist here. Awesome. And then we'll all lower the hands down and step back to down dog or chaturanga up dog, down dog. And from here, we'll lift the left leg back and step it forward to lunge. Light arms, float the arms up to a high lunge. And reach the arms back as you lean and lift forward, maybe bending the back knee to catch the top of the foot to dancer pose. Focus your gaze at a single spot. Totally okay to fall. It's normal. It's part of the learning process. And slowly lower back down to warrior two. Right hand on right hip, left hand towards left corner or block, floating the back leg up here. Half moon, and then you can bend the right knee, reach for the top of the foot here. And then slowly back down to warrior two. Awesome. Palms up, reverse warrior, reaching back. Straighten the front knee to go further back. To triangle pose, left hand inside the ankle, right arm over or wrapping around the back. And then we'll all, or if you want to, if you did on the other side, you can go to revolve triangle, reach the right arm forward, down to the floor, left hand on low back, turning the chest to the left. Finding a length in the spine and a rotation. You can have a block under your right hand to give you a little more space. Right? Blocks are never a bad thing. It's just a tool to use if we need it. And slowly lower the hands down, back to down dog or chaturanga, up dog, down dog. And again, forward to the plank pose, shoulders over the wrists. Right hand a little bit forward for side plank. Last active posture, sort of fatiguing the shoulders here. You could lift the left leg if you want. And then back to center, high plank. Left hand a little forward, so other side. Lift the right leg if you want. And back down. 
all the way down to the belly. Locust pose, reach the arms back. And if you want more challenge, you can reach the arms out into a T or arms forward in a Y shape overhead. And if the arms are overhead, the pinkies turn towards each other. Uh, instead of internal rotation, you have external rotation, pinkies towards each other. And then we'll all just slowly release that and come back to either child's pose with knees together, arms behind you, palms up, or normal child's pose, knees apart, arms forward. Giving a rest to shoulders here. And we'll start to move into our deeper stretches, letting the breath start to slow down. Letting the heart rate start to slow down. And even here in child's pose, you can make this more resting, just letting your arms relax. Or you can make it more active by pressing into the hands to drive the hips back. And from here, you'll start to come up to hands and knees. And bring the hands onto the wood floor. And just move a little side to side, forward and back in the shoulders. Everything becoming a little easier to move, a little less stiff. I've been practicing now for 10 years, and really just last year, I started to be able to move and feel and sort of control the upper back muscles. And I work with some older clients who have had a lot of tension there and the area just becomes like more solidified, less, uh, so it's harder to move things over time if we don't practice that. So here we're just kind of practicing being able to move and articulate different areas of the upper back and shoulders and move the shoulder blades together and apart a couple of times protracting and retracting the shoulder blades. And then we'll come back to center and come all the way down to the belly. So before we go into our deeper stretches, we'll move the joints a little more. So right arm forward, roll onto the right side. Left hand helps you stabilize as you move the left hip and knee and ankle around in all directions. We, if we don't use this fluid in the joints, we lose it over time. And about 41% of your flexibility is in the joints. So we want to make sure the joints can move really fluidly, really easily. And from here, land your right foot to the floor. So bending the left knee, foot on the floor. And then your left arm now moves around. So left shoulder, left elbow, wrist, fingers, reaching, moving, anything that feels good here for the left arm. And then we'll come back down and uh, 
have the left hand on the floor now. So before we move to the other side, just let your left leg lift up and back, strengthening outer hips and legs. This helps support the back a good amount here. So strengthening there. And then you can add a lift of your right leg up and forward. Just like that, right? So your legs are kind of like triangle pose, but here on the floor, building balance, stability, and helping to support the back. And then let all that relax down to the floor. Come over to the other side. Now left arm reaches forward, roll onto your left side. Right hand helps you stabilize first, so you can move the right hip, knee, ankle, all the joints in the right leg. And now land the right foot to the floor behind you, right knee bends, and start to move the right shoulder, wrist, elbow, fingers. And now land the right hand on the floor for balance to lift the right leg up and back and the left leg up and forward. Find your balance here. Legs kind of like triangle pose, but on the floor balancing here and engaging the deep core and spinal stabilizers. Right, once we kind of lock into the pose, uh, we really engage those stabilizers and hold the uh, posture with a relaxed breath, so not holding the breath. And then slowly release all that, relax down to the belly. And then we'll come back to hands and knees for a moment here. To come into a low lunge, right foot towards the right edge of the mat. And you can use your blocks here under the hands, right? So any version of lizard pose. If your knee's a little sensitive, you can double up your mat to give you a little support there. Uh, you can come down to elbows on blocks, going deeper into this, or no blocks, elbows down to the mat if you want. Right, easing into this, relaxed breathing. Now that we've activated the muscles and we have the engagement of the muscle fibers, now we can more easily relax them because we can feel the different fibers. We can allow the front of the hips to start to sink down and forward here. You know, just little by little, inch by inch. Never forcing or pushing anything, but giving the body space to open when it's ready. And then we'll start to come back onto the hands. And over to uh, pigeon pose. So scoot your foot across the mat 
And then right knee towards the right edge. Left toes point straight back. Lengthen the spine, getting long through the spine here on the finger pads. And use that length to start to come down. You could stack the hands and rest the head there. You could have the head rest on a block. Hips are square to the ground. We'll hold these poses longer, allowing more time. So anytime you're working with flexibility, it's really a neurological process. So your brain has to feel safe and relaxed. And then it can uh, allow the muscle fibers to sort of release and become more flexible. So the breathing is the most important part, taking slow, deep breaths down to the low belly, Noticing sensations throughout the whole body, not just the outer hips here. And slowly start to come back to the hands. And back to hands and knees. For the other side, so left foot towards the left edge of the mat, setting up for a lizard pose. And again, you can double up your mat to give yourself a little padding for the knee. You can have hands on blocks, long spine, elbows on blocks, elbows down to the mats, any version of this. Starting to come down. And again, we'll have about a minute and a half here on this side. Usually takes, it's, a lot of the research says it's about 45 seconds up to a minute and a half to start to uh, release tension in the muscle fibers. Right? So if you're ever stretching at home or throughout the day, you know, give yourself at least that long to, uh, to work with the, the tenser, more tense areas in your body. And slowly start to transition back up the way you came in. Gentle with this stuff. And then scoot the, scoot the leg across the mat. So left knee towards the left edge for uh, pigeon pose. Hips square to the ground. 
Spine long, coming down. You can rest the head on the hands or head on the block. We'll start to come back up to the hands and start to bring the feet forward. So feet are together in Baddha Konasana bound angle, feet together, knees apart. If you go here and this is tense on the inner hips, you can put your blocks under the knees to give yourself a little support there and find a length in the spine, lifting the heart to fold down over the legs here. So we won't stay quite as long with this one, but letting the head, the spine start to release down. If there's any uh, pressure points in your feet or tight spots in your feet, you can kind of press into those. Leaving some of the tension there. A lot of times tension in the rest of the body starts in the feet. Right? So that's where we're making contact with the floor the most usually. So tight feet is going to lead to tight hamstrings, tight knees, tight backs. So if you feel tension there, it's a good place to, to focus on relieving some tension. And then we'll start to sit back up here. And... Setting up like this sort of crab shape, so your hands behind you, feet on the floor, knees bent. And let your knees fall over to your left. So your uh, right knee ends up inside the left arch. Walk your hands towards the back of your mat and come down to the elbows or the blocks. Maybe you can stack the hands and rest the head there into deer pose which is really great for the lower sides of the back. It can help relieve some back pain there as well. And the QL muscles. And start to come back onto the hands. And slowly up to the other side, same thing. 
Knees fall over to your right now. And then turn towards the back of the mat, either down to the elbows or the hands. And we'll come back up to sitting. And just find a comfortable seated posture here for a moment. You can sit up on a block if you want, uh, but we'll focus on the shoulders and neck for a minute here. So have your arms reach up overhead and bring your left arm under the right. So it's a little easier to follow if I'm this way. And you can hold the shoulders or wrap the hands like eagle pose. And let your shoulders, your upper traps kind of relax down away from the ears. And your hands lean to the left. Your head leans to the right. Move the neck around a little bit here. So again, this area, we don't want to push or stretch too much because it might tense up more but we can kind of coax open the tension here with little movements. You can open your jaw like you're yawning. And slowly release all that, let your arms down. Shrug the shoulders up towards the ears, contracting these muscles, and then release that, relaxing those muscles. Arms overhead, inhale, reach up. And exhale to bring the left arm underneath and is that right no right arm is it <laughs> right arm underneath yeah thank you thanks jess is that right okay all right and then no it's it's got to be left arm underneath right <laughs> all right whatever you didn't do last time uh have the arms wrapped and let your hands lean to the right and your head lean to the left and move the neck around, jaw relaxed. That's the danger of demonstrating this stuff with you guys. Start to get into yoga brain. And then slowly release all that. Come back down and shrug the shoulders up towards the ears again, contracting these muscles. And then let that release back down. So come down to your back with knees in and rock a little side to side on the back, left to right. Just like in the beginning, one hand on each knee and inhale, knees forward, arching the back. Exhale, knees in, rounding the back. Move with your breath a couple times here. And from here, let your feet down to the floor. 
Lift your hips up over to the right side of the mat and bring your knees into the left side of the mat for a simple twist. Arms open out into a T or goalpost. And turn your head away from the knees. You could cross the right knee on top if you want a little bit more with this. And slowly we'll come back to the center and hips over to the left, knees to the right. And again, you could cross the left knee over right if you want here. And back to center. Hips to center, happy baby pose. Extending one leg at a time, both legs if you want. Just gentle, relaxed, easy movements here. And slowly lower the legs down to the floor. Final resting pose. All right, briefly, we'll stay here, just letting the whole body rest down to the ground. Make any last little adjustments you need to to feel able to rest here. And scan your body for any obvious areas of tension that might still be holding that don't need to be. Feel the points of contact of the back of your body to the floor, the support of the ground. And the front of the body relaxed. And start to make small movements of the fingers and toes, hands and feet, arms and legs, eventually coming over to one side and back up to sitting. And we'll close our practice with hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste. Namaste.